Scott Ward for Burnley, Brian. You know his last four matches. This four is the second pod in a row you've tried to name Joel Ward, Scott Ward. Who the hell is Scott Ward? Joel I, Ward. I was gonna call him Stephen. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Oh, I thought I was third. I am third. Brian Chesko. <laughs> Gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're listening to this, for us, I guess it's good Interesting night. Interesting way to put it, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're here. We're here to discuss match week seven. Good, na- good night sounds so like, hey, I'm going to bed. Good night. Like, good evening sounds better. Yeah. Good evening. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? I mean, you agree or, or no? I mean, like Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah, yeah say works. it like uh say it like Alfred Hitchcock. I I don't know how. All right. We'll just keep moving <laughs> Can you on say there. it like Alfred Hitchcock? No, he just like had he had those jowls. Oh, okay. He had that deep voice. Yeah, I don't have jowls. And it, it sounded like he had marshmallows in his cheeks. <laughs> That's cuz he looked like he had marshmallows in his cheeks. Anywho, hey guys, so we're going to discuss match week 7 in the Premier League and the fantasy implications thereof as we head into our second international break of the fall. I'm really excited about this international break and at the end of the podcast, I'm going to explain why. I would guess it's because the games on this international break actually have some meaning. At that the would be my end guess. of the pod, I'm going to guess. explain why. <laughs> Man, I can't. Let's get there. All right, let's get there. But before we do, we're going to talk about the ten matches that took place. Uh, just the only way that we know how. We're going to give out awards. We're going to give out the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award because it's there to give out because oh the record gosh. continues. Unbelievable. I've got my fantasy meaningless but honorary half points to yeah, give sure. out. I've got a manager quote of the week, and we are bringing back a segment. That we have not had yet this season. It is the season debut for this segment. That's right. We're not going to tell you what it it. is. You've got to wait until the end of the pod to hear what segment this is. But if you've listened to our show in seasons past, you've been wondering where this segment is. and You're already yelling at your phone. You know exactly what it is we're talking about. But if you don't know... Are you sure you want it to be at the end? Wait and find out. Okay. Well, you want to get on to the matches? I sure do. I almost asked a question that would have given okay. something away. This has been the worst start to a pod we've probably hey, ever listen, had. Hey, listen, before we go any further, nah, I want to say that's this. that's not true. Try not to judge us based on the start of this pod. But any of you guys who listen, listen, this helps us. Let's just let's just be honest. Where I'm asking for help here. When you go on, on whatever source you go on, to listen to us, most people are listening on, on iTunes or SoundCloud. Please rate us. Click on us and rate us. It helps us out massively. It helps our pod come up so that other people can listen to it that might not have heard it before. So please, 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 this is the, a, um, you know, what kind of plug would this be? A, a, a shameless, this is a shameless plug. Asking, asking for ratings, Scott. It's the hey, closest listen. you'll ever come to begging. No, no. I, well, I'm. Let's just call it what it is. I am begging. So yeah, it can help. It Click can on our pod, rate us. Hey, it's going to help us out. Appreciate that. Or don't, and save all of our excellent knowledge for yourself. That works too. Yeah, not uh, unless you're going to be mean. Oh wait, does that defeat the purpose of what you yes, just said? Yes, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, you're right. You, I mean, 
<sighs> yes, but fine. Go on. All right, Brian. On to those matches that already happened. Chelsea nil, City won. The lone goal in this one scored by who, Dave? Who? Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, it was. Yes, he did. All that guy needed to salvage his season was for me to sell him. You know? That's it. What have I been saying for weeks? What have I said for weeks? Just just one or two more good weeks and he'll catch David Silva. Stick with him. (laughs) What are his last four scores, Dave? Yeah, he's still a whole game. He's still a a goal game away from catching David Silva. I know. What are his last four scores? The Browns' last four games. Nine, six, three, eleven. I'm feeling really good, good about sticking. You know with what me. his three games were in August? Yeah, three, two, three. They were Harry Kaneish. They were. <laughs> they were right. Harry Kaneish. They were. I think Kevin DeBrowna has Harris Kane disease, and because and or and or David Smith disease jinx. Because the second I you can tell when I sold him, I'm going to read these numbers out, and and you guess when I sold him, three, two, three, then nine, six, three, eleven. <laughs> what in the world? What in the world is I said to stick with him. Be patient. He's going to get his. And in the last three out of four matches, he has. Yep. No no He's, secret to it. It To me, it's the still it's still the same. There's nothing different prior to. He's still in the same basic positions. He is not touching the ball very much in any advanced position. He had zero shots in the box. His two shots that he took were both outside the outside the 18-yard box. His only touches in the 18-yard box were on the far right side. So he never really got close compared to Silva, who took four shots in the 18-yard box, and his touches were much more central and forward. So you think that uh, I'm just saying this that is luck on KDB's No, part? not at all. Because, because, like, who doesn't gush watching that guy? I mean, he's so perfect for everything that City does, and he only need and and the, the where his other value is. He took ten corner, like uh, he had ten corners. He took he he's putting in the majority of the crosses, not ten corners. Sorry, he had he put in ten crosses. He is That's on a ton, it, man. It's free kicks. It's it's that one perfect weighted pass that gets to exactly where it needs to go. To me, the goal seems about right. Like that was such a perfect shot. It was just a an absolute blast that there was that no one could do anything about. It seems like he's easily, you know, he could easily get back to the same number of assists. The question is, just I just wonder how many. I mean, it feels like you know another five or six or maybe seven. Who knows if he gets up to that many goals? I mean, he'll be right where he was last year. Yep, he's absolutely. just so he's just so so good. While we're on the subject of City, just scanning the top scorers across all positions, because City are 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 so dominant in the league as a club, it's not a surprise to see on the basis of the the, the string of clean sheets among the defenders to see Otamendi, Stones, and Walker in the top fifteen defenders. Yes, I did just say John Stones. Mm, John Stones. Boy, Stone. is he a popular pick right John now? John Stones. With, Ownership update. I don't know that we need it because at this point. Well, we can talk more about Mendy. I mean, we I'll, we can say his name officially at the at the end of the podcast for some reason. But <laughs> this is a pretty. I think because of Mendy and what happened to Mendy, 
this is a pretty set defense. Yeah. There's not going to, I mean, they're not going to rotate all that much. Company is inching closer to playing again. I don't know how much it, I don't know how What's much. What's he going to do? Play two more games and get hurt yeah, again? That's what I mean. I don't know how much I mean, it matters. You're not going to buy him even if he comes back. So yeah. right now, I mean, Stones, what is he, 5.6? I'm going to be yes. honest. He's up. I mean, Stones and Otamendi are both, they both look a really good value of being yep. less than $6. Otamendi always has to look like he's about to do something crazy, like he's a red card at any moment. Yeah, he but, almost did this match. Yeah, yeah you're right. But he's Absolutely. also, he's also uh, just, a, uh, just a slight bit away from scoring a goal. Stones, I think, is starting to come into the player that a lot of people believed he could possibly come start on. Become. You're <laughs> not allowed to say that on this podcast. Scott? I can. I love saying things that bother you. I think this is real, though. I'm not just saying this to bother you. This Listen, he, I was impressed with his play this this match. I think most people that watched it were like, oh, wow, maybe John Stones can play a little bit. Listen, he had an excellent match, and it wasn't like they were playing against a slack team either. So I'm just saying, um, I don't. I still don't know. I mean, listen, they still got uh, Ederson in, in goal, and, and he is one – step better maybe than bravo i mean he's a catastrophe they're both catastrophe they don't have a goalkeeper so i still don't love if you're if you're going to spend 5.6 bedillion dollars on john stones you should be spending it on i mean i said john what did i say john jones no yeah, i think you said on john, john stones. stones then you should be spending it on phil jones you better get john jones out of your ufc fantasy john line. jones yeah, stones say, phil geez. jones phil stones <laughs> Something along <laughs> those sorts. Uh, Dave, I think you're being a little bit harsh on Ederson. I think he's definitely better than Claudio Bravo. Uh, but your point is, is it, it remains out there. That, that's fine. I won't take that away from you. In the midfield, David Silva, second, one point behind Christian Eriksen. KDB is right up there now. Leroy Sané and Raheem Sterling are also in the top ten. Sané and Sterling were very also very pop very popular pickups going into the week. I'm sure anyone who stretched to grab either one of those guys was probably a little disappointed this week because they both look fine. It's just, it's just a tough match. And, and Chelsea has really, they, I mean, they just had to tighten up a lot whenever they lost Murata at 35 minutes or whatever it was. That does not help them. Let me use that to transition into the next thing, which is what you mentioned, Brian. At Striker, you had uh, Aguero not make the squad, Dave. You uh, you called it last week on our pod. You said Aguero's about to get hurt. Yeah, but not like that. <laughs> I definitely didn't wish a car accident on him. But in fairness, yeah. in a foreign country, the, listen. The world has rules that sometimes we cannot see, and I believe one of them is guys like Aguero, Danny Welbeck, Daniel Sturridge, whatever. It should be Daniel Aguero at this point. Um, but bottom line is. They get hurt one way or another. How did City get two of them on the same team, though, because companies in the same. I mean, are they, oh, I'm surprised he wasn't in Amsterdam for the concert. Uh, was it the Netherlands? It was the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah it was. It was in the Netherlands? Yeah. I'm so, surprised company wasn't in the Netherlands it, for It's that funny. Concert. In this country, we hear, oh, he was in the Netherlands, right? It's like an hour flight from, from England or from Manchester, you know? It's like none of the pundits were too happy, especially former players, Dave. Yeah, I, you know what? They need to get over that. You I, think? Yeah. You think it's okay to be in out Thursday prior to a Saturday match? 
gives you Friday to recoup, right? I don't know, man. You got to show up to training? Mm. I get it. You're right. No, that's fair. Wednesday would have been better. but It seemed like it was more of a get your head in the game. It was, it was less his, of a... Okay, it, like, so if his performances would have been lacking, I would I would argue with that. But he's been unbelievable. He's been the best best player almost in, in all of Premier League football Maybe Pep this gave year. him the tickets. Is that, what <laughs> yeah. you're, is that what you're suggesting? Maybe he took his liberties as an LRD to go to a concert. Breaking I, news... Fantasy Soccer FC podcast breaking news. David Smith arguing that Pep Guardiola gave yeah. Sergio Aguero That's the it. tickets to the... What's the guy's name? Uh, what? I don't even know what show it was. Some, it was some I artist. That he, it. It, was some, it was some guy. Listen, it, getting back to non nonsense, Scott. You're right. He got hurt. Mendy got hurt. Murata got hurt. A lot of, I mean, listen. That's two top strikers. I have they have they said how long he'll be out for? It's at least like a month. We can right? talk about it at the end if you want, or we can talk about it right now if you want. Let's let's talk about it right now. You want to talk about Sergio Aguero's injury right this second? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, look. The issue is, we know for sure he broke rib, right? In the car accident, he broke rib. Uh, the team. <laughs> so true. every report Just now one. is that the team believed that originally he would miss between two to two and four weeks. But Argentina's team doctor, Donato Villani, says it will be at least a month and a half. Wow. I do he, find his it's... specific quote is he can't move in his house nor get in and out of the car. <laughs> he got banged up, man. Which means he would miss now. He would potentially miss every match between now and Arsenal on November 5th. So, what probably, this is complete pure speculation here, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine, I mean, most people in taxis. And or, you know, someone's chauffeuring them around. I, I don't think people wear seatbelts much in the back. I wonder. I mean, it sounds like to me, he bounced around the car. The the whole thing is crazy. Like, the, the whole story of the driver deciding that, I, I don't know what he was doing, racing or something, but uh, got out of control. I, there was not another car involved in the accident. Like, literally, the car. And listen, it could have been a United driver. No, it's because he tried, to, he tried to take a selfie. Try to take a selfie with Sergio Aguero while driving. That's what it is. Is this fact, Scott? Is no, this breaking I'm news? Totally Are we breaking more news no, on the Fantasy man, Soccer FC podcast? amazing breaking news. I totally made that up. Anyways, bottom line is, um, hey, Aguero's out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So do you rush to Jesus or someone on another on another club? Obviously, it's not going to be Alvaro Morata right away. I guess away. it depends on what you've got because now, since everyone rushed to Aguero, they had to rush right back off of him again. I mean, luckily for anyone that bought him, you had the extra day or two right. to make the sure. you had the extra day to make the decision of you know to swap him out for someone. Right. My, it, think of the horrible luck for the, the people who went straight from, to Murata. Murata. <laughs> you know that happens. Sorry, everyone, you don't get your money back on that one. But <laughs> so uh, that's an excellent question. I mean, listen, it's still September. Why do you why do you not just go to Harris Kane? If you have the extra money, of course you do that. You gotta have more than a pound it. in the bank, though. Or yeah. Take a negative four on a second transfer to, to cash well, then, that Well, in. then just assuming you – are we all assuming that they, most people probably already have Lukaku? If they don't, that would be the closest thing. Lukaku just a couple of tenths higher. So if But I, I think this bit, probably elevates, elevates Jesus's position as well. I, I think they might change formations. They might go back to what Jesus was doing well with before last year where it was a 4-2-3 across the middle and then one up, up top. I – and if that's the case, that's where Jesus excelled last year. Well, given the given the way that everyone is pushing 
defenders at this point, your best strategy might be to just sell all of your expensive strikers, get everyone that you can that's under $8, and then just put all of your money into into a good defense. No. No, I'm not buying I mean, it. This is the year. Maybe, last year. Brian. Shut up. Last year. <laughs> last year was the year of the midfielder. Yes, fantasy. absolutely. And right now we are in, I mean, it's early, but right now we are seeing year of the forward. I mean, the, those top four forwards. You said it a couple weeks ago, Brian. Get yeah. two to it's, three of them and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. But obviously two of them are out, and that's hurt. That, that, that's painful. Yeah. Jesus, 10.5 in, in price. Which which has to be up because he had dropped to he had dropped a tenth in the fire sale whenever Aguero went bonkers. He did put up five points against Chelsea last week, so a respectable point total. Yeah, it was his assist. Without Aguero, for, yep, for exactly right. Goal. So I think you can't go wrong. That's probably the easiest thing to do, especially with the Marauder. Given their run now, almost to me, as essential would be to try to score one of the three Manchester City defenders, one of the three set defenders. Yeah. Between If you can afford Kyle Walker, I guess. But Otamendi and John Stone. John Stone's 5.6 I mean, his last four games, Brian. 6-6. Six, six, Six and eight. Yep. I'm sure he ended up with bonus points. And this time. City's upcoming schedule. Yeah. Stoke, Burnley at West Brom, Arsenal, three out of four home games coming up. Yep. The delicious irony about John Stones is that his ownership is half of what it was last year, even though he's probably it's so better. True. Yeah. That's so true. Excellent point, Scott. Well done. I love well it. done. So so uh one of the other things and then we need to move on, I'm sure. Uh yep. Just just as a, a point of uh, uh, tactics that a lot of people noted that it wasn't Batshuayi that was the immediate sub yeah, I when, thought this when was, Murata went off. I thought was this William. was weird. Uh, I am not, I'm wondering if this might be Eden Hazard's time right now. To play this, like striker? No, just to be, just to be the guy. And if you're going to get points, like this, this could be the time where he. It's this. The, we said international break even prior to his injury. I just wonder if this isn't the time to. You want to find a way to get somebody into your into your midfield that's expensive. Why not Eden Hazard right now while while there's no Murata? Because you know they're going to move. They'll find a way to to get him forward, and. You know it's not Batshuayi that they're relying on, or at well, least that's not the way it looks. I'll say this. For the next game when they're playing at Palace, any Chelsea player looks juicy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's exactly right. Bats has a very specific role. He comes in with about 10 minutes left, and uh, he may or may not you know, put a goal in. He has Th not done this so yet. Chelsea this Chelsea team looks like a team that played a midweek match thriller at Atletico and won. That's what – this Chelsea team that showed up because Chelsea did not look good. I mean, City, the game wasn't even close. The scoreline was close at one nothing, but City dominated the game. Manchester United four, Crystal Palace nil. Juan Mata, Marouane Fellaini times two, and then Romelu Lukaku just to keep the streak going. Can can I say I'm, I need to give myself credit even though uh, I wasn't on record at all. But before this game started, <laughs> I was looking at things the night before. And I'm like, man, this is – I just felt like it was going to be Juan Mata's day. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not just making this up. I, I just felt like I'm like, tomorrow's going to be Juan Mata's day. And you know what? Like three minutes in, he scores. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? How is yeah. that possible? 
I know they're the Premier League. They were talking about Fellaini a few weeks ago, and uh, I mean, two goals. Uh, just for just for your own sake, because I know you're wondering this. Yes, someone did triple captain him. No, yeah. come on. Yes, yes, they did. That is so stupid. Look at the fan. Look at Fantasy Premier League's Twitter feed. You'll find the you'll find the manager uh, who triple captain. I think <laughs> uh, so they tweeted impossible. it. It was um, Fellaini's a. I get it. Ninety-seven. They score ninety-seven okay. points on the week, and it's part of that is because they triple captain Fellini. I get it. With Pogba out, he has moved into a role, and and let's just be fair to him. He's been playing well. He's ridiculously cheap at a four point nine. What's the What's the betting equivalent of triple captaining Fellini in oh a match my like God. that? Oh my God! Winning, winning the title. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Very, yeah. I mean, before before this game, he had two threes, and then he he kind of broke loose. With a 16. I'm not running to sign him, but I tell you what, at a 4.9 to get a player who's just in there playing and he's going to be in there on set pieces, maybe he's not a bad play. Yeah. I know how silly that sounds. What I'm saying is this. If you're looking to spend, you know, not a lot of money in your midfield, like I typically do, you know, at a 4.9, man, that's cheap. Yeah, it is. That's real cheap, especially for someone who occasionally will score a goal. Uh, He's also good for yellow cards and red, but I'm just saying. Look, only his, his price only makes him somewhat uh, even con- considerable, in my opinion. Yeah, there are lots of there are lots. There's lots more to say about Manchester United, but it's a lot of injury related things. All right, so we'll hold off. So we can for hold this off uh, for this surprise segment at the end of the pod. And and honestly, Crystal Palace. I mean, you could spend half of the injury time talking about Crystal Palace because they just got their they injured just, hearts. They are just ravaged. Their injured souls. <laughs> I mean, it's but it's everything. It's it's everywhere. Uh, my favorite thing going into the match was that um, when you saw the the team sheet that there was no Scott Dan. On the sheet, that's because he picked up a knock the day before, an unspecified knock, out of nowhere, and did not make the Scott. Team. What do you have to that's say? That's why about that? he was not there. Scott, what do you have to say about that? Uh, I'm furious about that. Almost as furious as I was about Phil Jones playing. Yes, because I benched him, like a lot of, of people his did. Injury. Yes, because like a lot of people did. His phantom injury put six points on my bench. <laughs> Thank you, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Phil Jones last five games seven one six nine six six in this game. Yeah, but he was supposed to get zero. That's my point. When your manager says you're out, yeah, no. that is a signal that he is not going to play. Significant doubt for Phil Jones going into the match, and he ends up playing. See, Scott, there's only a significant doubt, which and means by, there was a and, shred of non-doubt, and which Bailly means he was misses, able to play. And Eric Bailly misses the match as well, but that was. Because too many matches in too many days, it was entire like it was just a it was a rest. If only was there was some strategy. If only there was something out there that would clue us in on what was actually going to happen. In you mean an injury protocol, Dave? Yes, maybe. In the November international break, yeah, we are going to work on putting together just a short podcast special. Okay, yeah, sure. On what an injury protocol should look like for the Premier League. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. Listen, if we're going to bang the drum and lead the charge for the Premier League to adopt and execute a proper injury protocol prior to the f- matches, at least we could do 
is give them an example of how to do it. Absolutely right. Uh, Dave, you mentioned the possibility of owning Mario and Fellaini moving forward. Let me give you another Manchester United player that we have not talked about, but maybe we should talk about more, and that's Marcus Rashford. Yep. Rashford is quietly putting together a decent start to the season. It's not every match, but, I mean, for 7.6 from a forward, you're not going to do much better than uh, 7, 2, 2, and 9 as his last four. Prior to that, a 6. Right. I agree. Uh, He's juicy. The only thing that keeps me from having him on the team, if I didn't own Lukaku, right? So I just don't think you want to own both. Sure. But let's say you – well, I would. I was gonna say, if you're a Morata owner, let's say if you're if you own Morata and Kane, right, and then you had Rashford, that's that's a reasonable lineup. I think um, it's going to be increasingly likely that you're gonna ha- that teams will have to make the decision whether to own either Kane or Lukaku. I wonder how many teams will do both. But Kane's ownership is gonna be. They have to get to be closer to equal. Yeah. Where where Lukaku is at, I mean, he's at sixty percent or something like that. I mean, is it that? Is it really that? High? Yeah, it really is. Good gosh! And, and it should be. When it, I mean, other than a blown penalty kick in one match, he's, he's scored every week. Every week, and yeah. he should have scored that week where he missed the penalty. Yeah. I mean, sixty point three percent. Right, he's at sixty percent. All right, Kane, I have a, I have a. Oh, Kane sorry, is at. Um, Kane has to be pu- pushing. He has to be over thirty. So that, but that is going to get closer to fifty. Whatever Kane's price is now, move it up to the next dollar probably, because it, it it has to get bigger and bigger. Thirty-seven percent is yeah, Kane's, which ownership. is gigantic, because he was he was down closer to thirty. He might have dipped under thirty prior to uh, this past match week. Scott, over to you. I have a hypothetical. I want you guys to answer. It's a, a, a little mini game, if you will. Oh boy! Are you guys ready? Sure. I yeah. just I just made this up on the spot. The money is about equal, so I want to know from you guys which striker pair would you prefer to own? Mm-hmm. Lukaku and Firmino, or Kane and Rashford. That's not that's not fair because Firmino sucked. Um... Yeah, but do you think that he's going to keep sucking? I can't imagine so that he United's does. So United's schedule has been pretty easy, right? Right. Uh, and it's going to start to get a little but, tougher. Their upcoming matches. That works against you both ways, Lukaku and Firmino or Kane and true. Rashford. It is true. Man, I don't know. I, it's tough to go away from Harris Kane, period, right now. His last four games – Three out of the four are 13 points. We haven't got to the Spurs match, I'm just saying. That is going to be tough. I, I don't know. I, I mean, why not Why not Kane and Rashford? Harry Kane right now feels like it's going to be a brace minimum per week. <laughs> At least I in mean, September. At least in September. Well, September's over. It's yep. October. Yep. Whatever, he's, whatever he's been doing, man, is – is exactly right. He's 24, Brian. He's I don't learning. know. He's I just mean, learning I, the game. I, you you have to, but you'd have to say for, you trust Firmino. This past week has to be a blip. It has to be. I agree. You'd have to trust Firmino over Rashford easily for the rest of the season. And Lukaku hasn't been poor. He hasn't been Kane, but he hasn't been poor. So to balance it out, would you rather have the steady Lukaku with the Firmino who can only? Get higher. No, higher. for for me right now, I'm going with Rashford. And, All right, uh, fair enough. Uh, 
especially because of this, I think Lukaku is going <laughs> to – this is not an American football and or basketball podcast, but I think Lukaku on some level is going to start drawing some double teams, right? And Rashford's going to have a little bit more space. Hmm. That's interesting strategy. Yep. Anyways, let's move on. I have I have one more thing to mention, and it's just because I promised you that I would. Yeah. I'm going to give out the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award in this match. I just can't believe Palace is this bad. To the new Crystal Palace forward. <laughs> because why not? It's got to go to a Palace player until yeah. they score. God bless. I'm, I believe I've, I recall right. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but I think they had one shot on goal, and I think it came from their new forward. Yep. So, therefore, he deserves the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award. It is kind of a cumulative effort because, once again, it's going to keep going to a Palace player until they can figure out how to score a goal. But this week's winner is, of course, Bakary Sacco. Great. I like Bakary Sacco. He's uh, on a bad team right now. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. I think we're good. They stink, man. By the way, you know what? It stinks for them. But, they're hey, after next week, their their schedule eases up finally for them. We'll see cuz this international break they they we can talk about it more in the injury in the injury portion of the episode. <laughs> and but the, after Chelsea the schedule is is significantly easier. Still the Premier League and they but, have yet to look like a Premier League. I'm team. just saying you get what you expect out of these really ridiculously difficult matches for them, and they can't do anything. At least mm. after the international break, they should be a touch healthier. Please, soccer gods, let <laughs> Wilfred Zaha's knee get better. Yeah, seriously. And who knew and that then, guy meant that much we'll to see, the team? And we'll see what we'll see what they're capable of here, probably in the next in the next two months. Huddersfield nil, Spurs four. The uh, aforementioned Harry Kane brace, Ben Davis, and uh, Sissoko just to waste a goal. He puts one in as well. Scott, who is tied for third in all of fantasy Premier League scoring? Is it going to be Ben Davis? It is none other than Benjamin Davies. Man, that guy is something. The same one who uh, was uh, surprisingly injured two weeks ago, but now he comes back to score a goal. He's completely fine and get an assist. Uh, Karen Trippier needs to send a, a, a edible arrangement or a basket of flowers <laughs> or something like that to Serge Aurier's red card because uh, two two assists for Trippier, uh, nice work, buddy. Yeah. Uh, just when everyone was ready to say that your career is over because you stink, now all of a sudden uh, he looks really good again. He had a really he looked really good. Trippier's last four, ten, six, one, and fourteen. Yep. He is $5.4 billion. Ben Davies, 5.9. Has he gotten to six yet? Don't think so. No. If he's not six yet. Currently, Ben Davies is at a 5.9. I mean, what is. His last five, two, 14, zero, one, and 16, right? So, I mean, 30. Yeah. God bless. 30. Of those points, all come in two games. What an but absolute, really what an absolute steal if you had him from the beginning at five and a half or whatever. I was going to say, he, he started probably started at. at five and a half, did he not? Um, Huddersfield got to be 
I guess this was their welcome to the Premier League match. That's uh, exactly what uh, our NBC sports pundits referred to it as. Man. And, hey, we said stock is falling. Quick. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, there was no yeah, way. Yeah, but man. look, they're next to, well, hmm. No, their their schedule is hard. Yeah, no, no. The, their schedule gets tough. Uh, Bournemouth. Oh, gosh, wrong, wrong schedule there. Their schedule gets tough. At Swansea, not tough. Man United at Liverpool, West Brom. Hey, Dave, I'm going to just interject here. You can keep this in. Uh, there's this saying that, you know Dan Patrick, the uh, radio, oh, yeah. American He's sports excellent. talk radio sure. bro- uh, broadcaster. Um, he has this saying that he tells his uh, producers all the time, just yep. to keep them sharp, keep them on their toes, sure. make sure they're on their game. Uh-huh. Every day is a Super Bowl. <laughs> You've said this before. Dave. Yes. Every day is a Super Bowl, bro. Okay. Head in the game. Let's get this going. You got this. You can read those notes. Put Man. your glasses on. Dan Patrick is great, by the way. <laughs> we love Dan Patrick. Sponsor. I was going to edit that out, Scott, but now I'll have to leave it in. Thanks for the tongue lashing. Hey, um, it's, we're, 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 a, we're a partnership. We're, we're a, com- we have a camaraderie here. Look, I, I just don't think the sky is falling for Huddersfield. Yeah, get, you know what? They had a bad game. Spurs, the sky Spurs is falling for Huddersfield. The sky. Spurs I, I are never you. more dangerous than when they're playing away. Right I'll now. tell you what, man. Those points that they got early in the season, like like everyone uh, always says, those yeah. are the most valuable points. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Nice work, Huddersfield, getting it when you could. They got it when they could. The sky is absolutely falling. I, You know me. I am not one to overreact Mine. early in the season. Mine. But Huddersfield, you don't, want to, you don't want to hold on to those guys. You just do not want to do it. Uh, there is uh, one other thing I want to do in this uh, show, or in, as we discuss the match here in this pod, and that is to give out my honorary fantasy half point. I'm going to give it out here in this match to David Wagner, Huddersfield manager. I like he's that a, guy. Yeah, I everyone like likes that guy. He's a good dude. Hey, not only is he uh, American, kind of, but is the he? man knows how to take a beating. As Spurs are pouring in goal after goal on his club, what was Wagner doing? He was just standing there, taking it in, calm, poised, collected. He understood. He understood what was happening. He understood that no one was stopping Spurs on this day. He didn't overreact. He didn't yell at his players. He didn't do anything that would draw attention to himself. He stood there and he took it. I'm giving him my honorary fantasy half point because I've taken it away from Roy Hodgson, mm. who every time Crystal Palace gave up a goal, he decided to lean forward on that brick wall <laughs> and hide his face, sigh, rest his chin on his hands, and basically look like the loser that he was. But David Wagner, that man, he knew. He knew how to lose on this day. And for that, I give him my honorary fantasy half point. I thought you might give it to the Huddersfield fans, too. Because I thought they did. I thought the fans always they sounded great. Yeah, the entire game. They did not um, turn on their team. No, I think he's looking at it and thinking, you know what, a day like this was going to happen. It's a long season. It is okay. Yep. Spurs are go- are awesome. They're going to kick a lot of. And they can okay? only they can only come once. And that's right. And they only <laughs> get to play us once away. We get to go to Wembley where we might beat them. So <laughs> yes. you know, it, it, like he's watching it and. Listen, the Spurs maybe on on this day beat anyone in the league. Yeah. So losing, you know what? It's whatever. It's one game. You're a newly promoted team. You got nine points in the bank. You're you're you are currently eleventh in the table. You're a quarter of the way to forty. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's 
That's right. Uh, shocking, shocking development for transactions so far uh, before the international break. <clears throat> there's not. There's only one player from Spurs who's on the like must sell list right now, and it's Delhi. Everyone is bailing on Delhi in significant numbers. I'm his, sure I know why. His last four, I could do I his last. His last five are nine, three, three, eight, and two. Last four, obviously, yeah. sound you know leaving that nine out. The last four don't sound great. Right. Listen, the Spurs are awesome when they got everyone. I'm watching them in this game, and, I, and there's a part of me, and this is has nothing to do with Ali, maybe a little bit, but it's like, what happens to their depth after? I mean, but behind Ali, Erickson and Kane, if one or two of those three get hurt. How how are they going to be able to sustain that? And I guess yeah. you could say the same thing for Chelsea, right? If Murata, Hazard, you know, pick another another player, and Chelsea's done okay. Uh, Chelsea's done okay. Absolutely. Without Hazard, not with Mur- we'll see how they do without that's, Murata. That's fair, that's right? Fair. That's right. Which I mean, you know. So, anyways, I'm I'm just saying, Ali. Look, he's been second best to Erickson, and if they're true. They are it's similarly bad returns this match. I'm sure a lot of that is expectation, and a lot of it is going to all of those, all of the 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 hot right now picks. So everyone jumping back on Liverpool midfielder, everyone jumping back on or jumping to well, in Manchester in, City guy. Mane came back, right? right? So no, a lot I, of people could have totally, said, "Hey, Mane's back. I'm playing Mane." No, I totally get the I totally get the sale. I just think. I mean, just because of a, a dip in performance, and maybe because it was Huddersfield, and, well, and, and Kane's and going bonkers, and I, I just, I just feel like he's not going to stay where he is. You might not be picking between David Silva and Deli Ali, but Silva is eight point, currently an eight point four. Yeah, Ali's a nine point five. I right. mean, that's and less he, than a billion dollars. I'm sure it's going to go down. Here I come again. Mr. Patience. I know. Riding into the pod. You sell Delhi now, you're missing out on double digits next match. That's just the way it works. I, I get you're not getting the return on the money right now, but the guy's still tied for 10th among midfielders. It's not awful. Again, it's not what you for want sure. for 9.5, but it's not People are selling awful. him. I know it's home, but they're selling him ahead of the match with Bournemouth. You're selling the stock while it's low, and that is not what you do. You sell high. You buy low. Guess what? If I didn't own Deli Ali right now, you know what I'd do? I'd buy him. I already own him, so mm-hmm. I won't. Me but too. I'd buy him. Yeah. I'm not selling him. Me I'm neither. Not. Yeah. I'm Absolutely not. not. Arsenal 2, Brighton nil. The goals from Nacho Monreal and Alex Iwobi. A lot of fantasy points on those two goals. Come on, you gunners! Should we just go right into Dave's well, Arsenal moment? Yeah, we can. I was just going to say that, again, the correct answer on which Arsenal defender to choose, the question that we asked a few weeks ago, the correct answer, again, Nacho Monreal. Nacho Monreal. Yeah. Amazing. Who'd have thought? If he hasn't gone up to five and a half yet, uh, could be could be as big of a steal as anyone else at 5.4 or whatever he was at here whenever, because everyone bailed on all of Arsenal defenders whenever they were sucking Dave. Remember when they were sucking just not too long ago? Now they're in fifth. But here's my oh, question. Yeah. Here's my question, though. Yeah, Monreal, not, uh, 7 9, 7 15. Yep. Am I buying high? Am I doing the opposite of Ali? Well, look at, I mean, to me, the schedule still is, the schedule still is, is nice. Arsenal nice. is on a good run, and, and they're Arsenal still, so they could sustain mm-hmm. this run. They, their next four games, three of them, 
three of them are away. At Watford, at Everton, Swansea, at City. Well, you don't like don't two like of those. Of you don't like the new. You don't like the new and improved attacking Watford. That's right. You definitely don't like City. Let, l- but remember, the other two you're okay with. I think I believe it was last year at Watford was the the game uh, when I think Arsenal won two uh, one. Like, but it was in like the last minute. I don't think they played well at Watford in the last couple of years. So here's my question: hypothetically, not that this is. Uh, you're helping my lineup or anything, right, right, but sure. just hypothetically, yeah. you know, say someone's got two transfers built up, you know, yeah. banked, sure, and they've got Kolasinets in their back line. Do you sell Monreal for Kolasinets? Is that something you would do? Get a few tenths for it, or do you still feel like Kolasinets is going to get you some points? And that's a great question. It's just the difference between like this. This makes you regret not picking him when you had the chance because Kolasinac is says eleven, five, six, and six. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I'm not sure you can go wrong there. Montreal's listen. Kolasinac is going to be constantly attacking. He's going to be crossing into the middle. Montreal just kind of bungled in. I mean, it was yeah, on a how set many piece. goals is Nacho going to score? No, the rest it of might the be season. his only one of the year. I think this was the first time he had scored in like five years. Right, so. He's not going to be scoring goals. I trust Kolasinic to possibly get three or four goals in the year. I was to say right now Kolasinic has no goals, two assists, but four clean sheets in a row. Yeah, well, and 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 Nacho has those same clean sheets. Correct right? for I less would, money. I would. It is for less money. That's true. Point six right now. Yeah, it's not a lot, but it's I I could it's do quite a bit with to go I, I will it, say it's this probably enough at least, especially for if you're swapping defenders. That's enough to go from. That's enough to probably get you close to one of the one of the big boys. It's true, uh, and also this, and this is kind of telling. Um, the last four matches, Monreal has gotten at least one bonus point. Mm-hmm. He's gone one three one three in bonus points. That is, mm-hmm. I feel like, is always telling who's it's getting bonus deal. points, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, I I think at, currently at the moment, I think that probably is a better own. I'm probably going to stick with Kolasinets because I'm not scared of 28 right. points in four mm-hmm. matches. Uh, the other right. deciding factor could be ownership on both of those guys. And the ownership factor is a 6.1. Kolasinets, I guarantee, is 13. Is the, yeah, yeah there we 10. go. So, yeah. Now, listen, uh, Nacho is not going to score many points. Uh, listen, when they were in playing a back four, he was always good. Uh, he was always good for some assists sometimes. The formation change, he's been playing in the back three, so he has not been getting forward as much. But he's still getting bonus points, and he's still getting clean sheets. All right, Dave, tell us what you love about your Arsenal Gunners. Uh, listen, I'm not going to have a moment. To oh, I thought I was going to say, while you do that, I'm going to go ask for a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. Earlier in the season, after Liverpool – Completely crushed and dominated Arsenal and spanked them like a little schoolboy. There was a bunch of doom and gloom and about how Arsenal this and Arsenal that and Arsenal this and Arsenal that. I'm just saying, who's ahead of Liverpool on the table right now, Scott? Uh, Burnley. <laughs> yeah, you would be correct. <laughs> and Arsenal in fifth place. Obviously, it's one point, people. Come on. but It's also October 3rd. It is. It is. Okay. All right. But there was a whole lot of doom and gloom around the club, uh, and and uh, and Arsenal uh, has been able to, you know, maybe the schedule has been a little favorable, but you win the games in front of you. They are tied with Chelsea, 
Same exact record. Chelsea's ahead of them on goal difference. But who looked better this past weekend, you know, Chelsea or Arsenal? Obviously, you know, Chelsea played a very tough midweek match at Atletico. Kudos to them for winning that. Arsenal, you know, they played a Europa League match, but they had like nine, or nine changes in uh, that match. How does that not help them through the rest of the season? It's the well, same thing that was well, with Manchester United toward the end of the year last year. They were so focused on that. It doesn't seem like it's going to work the same way for Arsenal this year. I think this is what I think will happen. I think in these group stages in uh, in Europa League, Arsenal is going to continue to play a dual, almost almost another eleven. I mean, listen, they're fairly deep. That the eleven that they put out there did did well against that Europa. I know it's a heck. I don't even remember Applewell. I, I don't even know who they played. Wasn't it Bate? Yeah, it's Bate Borisov. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they beat him pretty soundly. But again, that that enabled them to rest their team. It's like like Everton. Everton goes into their their Europa League match. They had to play all their starters, and then they still got a draw, I think. Or did they lose? But bottom line, I know that, I know this. They didn't win. They had to take that same lineup into into the Premier League this past weekend. Arsenal didn't. It's just an advantage, just being a bigger club and being deeper. I guess what I'm saying is, I think later in the I think later in the season. Uh, when the games get tougher, if Arsenal is outside that top four, I think they will probably put priority on the Europa League matches. I do. I, listen, that new rule I think only benefits the sixth and seventh place team or the fifth and sixth place team or whoever makes it from the Premier League into Europa as a, another way into the Champions League for yeah. the for the following year. I think it's I think it's excellent. Scott, ask your last major question about this match because there's only one major pressing thing about Arsenal that needs to be asked. Alexis? Yeah. Yeah. Are you I mean, buying him, Dave? Five and six. Last two matches. Well, the other thing I was going to say is this. Arsenal's success so far over the last couple of weeks, for the most part, has almost been kind of without him. Now, he hasn't scored yet. He he created a great back heel mm -hmm. for Awobi's goal. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. And he's continuing to cause and create problems. Um, I think he's finally finally starting to get some mojo going. Is he canceled out by Lacazette, though? I guess the other question, the sub-question of know. the important question is, would you buy Lacazette? Because that's, I mean, that the, that's the other $10 guy that if you're looking around and you're trying to decide, I've got this extra money, I don't want Murata sitting on my bench for the next however many weeks. Are you going to go to Jesus? Are you going to go to Lacazette? I would go to Jesus. Okay. Uh, 10.5 is a tenth more just because, um, man, I don't know, though. So you're betraying your team. Got it. Write, write that down, Scott. I we... don't own. <laughs> David I, hates Arsenal. I don't own a single Arsenal player right now. Huh. Which uh, is probably one of the first times. Not even in defense. No, I don't own any of them because they've you're, all been too expensive. You're a backstabber, man. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Even I own an Arsenal player, and that breaks all my rules. Um, so, anyways, uh, Arsenal looked good this game. They owned it. Granted, they're playing Brighton, and, At home. and, yep. and Brighton just packed it in the whole match. Uh, so, some people would say getting two goals out of that was somewhat of a success. But uh, they did it. Scott, there's one more thing one that more. I, I need to bring up. How many to you. more things in this game match? I found a new gem to stash on my bench just a player to fill a slot and i know you hate this all right but he was a brighton player because uh -huh. we haven't mentioned brighton at all 
Why Brighton actually we? played in this match. Okay. Brighton. Wait, wait. Are there are there players available in FPL? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. there are. All right. Sure, I sure. found a Brighton defender at a 3.9 just to stash on my bench to fill a slot okay. and gained an extra tenth of a point. Good. What would you do with that? Hoonemeyer. <laughs> it's, it's still sitting in my bank. I'm waiting for my two transfers, and we can really do some moving and shaking. Mm, that extra tenth. You're going to feel that. I think I'm saying it right. Hoonemeyer. Is that extra tenth burning a hole in your pocket, oh, Dave? Man. Dude, you know how tough it is? Hoonemeyer? When, when you see a 3.9 defender, you jump on them. and you. Because let's be honest, who plays five defenders? I've done it. Well, that's stupid. West Brom 2, Watford 2. This might have been the game of the weekend, guys. Yeah. Uh, Rondon with a man's goal. Crazy. Yep. Johnny Evans as well. But uh, our two favorite midfielders from the Hornets, Decore and Richarlison, not Ricarlison. I'm going to call those guys the non-Capoos, Scott. They are anything but Etienne Capoos. They're real. Yes, they are. They are real. I, I somehow. Hey, Marco Silva, man. Hey. Hey. Marco Silva. What's doing? Look at you. So I own both in our draft league. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean really to do that, but I really am hurting at midfield. Yeah. I'm loaded at forward, hurting in midfield. So they were just the best two to own. They've been last good for week, you, haven't they? Last week I played Decore and Richarlison scored. This week I played <laughs> Richarlison and Decore scored early, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're sure, yeah. And yeah. finally, at the very end, uh, Richarlison put one in, so I, I did earn well, some points I mean, that's there. a goal and an assist for Richarlison, and all that guy does, I mean, every like every significant touch that that guy has is in the 18-yard box or closer. I mean, that guy is just dominating touches for them. At 6.1, yeah. A, I don't think it's going to stay that way for very long. B, I don't know what many I don't know what other guy is so obviously attacking at that price. Maybe Atsu, Christian Atsu for Newcastle gets forward a lot and is cheaper, but I mean, Matt Ritchie is 6, is sick with Newcastle. Yeah, and and he's I mean, he's going to get the Richarlison's better, right? Yeah. 6.1? Yeah, because he has real goal threat. Matt Ritchie is going to just keep doing what he does and making really nice assists. He's got some good kicks in him. It's true. He's got four assists already this right. season, Matt Ritchie. And I know it's obvious, you know, he has 28, Richarlison is 40, so obviously Richarlison's a better choice right now. But moving forward, I think Richarlison has the higher ceiling than Matt Ritchie. Yeah, and they love him. Uh, absolutely. And fans love him, and he, and he, looks, he looks real. I'm glad we do this podcast. It's really helping me decide what to do with my life. Um, the, I mean, I, it's helping all my friends. I'll say this. I miss West Brom two years ago, West Brom. The, I miss the, the 1-0 West Brom. The predictable West Brom? Yes. Where, yeah. where, where you could play their, their defenders? Yes. They lost their win by giving up a goal late. On a set piece. Yes. There is nothing more anti-West Brom than that. Everyone at the beginning of the season was shocked when Hagazi scores and then they get some clean sheets and everyone makes Ahmed Ahmed Hagazi's price go from four and a half to almost five because everyone kept buying him. Yeah. The whole time it's what happens when McCauley comes back? What happens when Johnny Evans comes back? Well, he keeps starting. Johnny Evans... 
gets the goal on the back post on his goal Even though Higazi- right in front of Hagazi, <laughs> yeah. which, Higazi- which was like, come on, man. Wait, wait, I have least- a question, Brian. Yeah. Evans put the ball in. Hagazi put Evans in. Shouldn't Hagazi get something I for putting like he- Evans into the goal? It's it's like the Chris Brunt assist <laughs> ordeal last season all over again. Like, give the guy something. And so now it's multiple weeks of nothing from from Hagazi. A couple ones back to back. Yep. There is there is no nothing- go further back than that. Two zero. Six, six one one. one. There yep. is nothing appealing about their schedule. I don't care who they're playing because it doesn't matter who they're playing now. I have a game. I have a game for Brian. You ready, Brian? It's going to make look, me angry. No, at, I'm not wanting okay. to play the game. But Here yeah, we go. let's do this. <laughs> what is Ahmed Hagazi's ownership as we record right now? It has to be over twenty five percent. You're you're right. He's spot on. Twenty six and a half percent. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well done. So to those twenty six, that's. We're talking to over a million people right now. Yes. Hey, yes. Sell Hagazi. Yes. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Hold on, Scott. You're going to love this. You know what his threat rating is? Oh, <laughs> jeez. 85? Low. That is so low. Hey, and, sell. And, no. Sell now. And his influence is 172. Listen. Dave, what does that mean? Listen. He's not creative. <laughs> Listen. He's not creative. His creativity is low. He's are, resorting to having to put his teammates in the goal because he can't to, find the ball. It is... There was there was appeal last year to having Gareth McCauley through a lot of the season because even though they were giving up goals, he was still finding a way of scoring every now and then. Mm-hmm. And all of those guys, it seems like you could get that because they're so good on set pieces, because those guys are giants, there's a there's a chance that they could that any of them could do that any week. I don't know that I want that kind of a headache every week because you're not going to get a clean sheet out of these guys. I can't imagine that you're going to get one. I don't know how many the rest of the season. To me, it makes Ben Foster a guy that like looked so enticing at four and a half to start the season. Yeah, I- now, I'm just like, I might take almost any other goalkeeper for four and a half I- just I gotta- because I don't believe that they're going to get a clean sheet. I don't believe that they will. I got to sell Foster. As soon as possible. Soon. A lot of people are going from straight from Foster to Fabianski. Lucas Fabianski is is the sure. is the hot goalkeeper pickup for this for the past few weeks, and probably it's a lot of Ben Foster owners going to him. West Brom's upcoming schedule at Leicester, at Southampton City, at Huddersfield. Do you want any of those except at Huddersfield? Do you want any of those? Oh, I, mean, I don't even want to add Huddersfield. Va- you want them at Leicester? Wagner's I don't want them gonna at have Leicester. Them up for that game. At Huddersfield, that has that has two one written on it. That doesn't yes. help. Yes, it's the, get the guy out. Get him out. Love it. Everton nil, Burnley one. Jeff Hendrick with the lone goal in this one, guys. That's it. Let's go to the next one. No. Oh, hold okay, on. Okay, okay. Hold on. Let me get to this, guys, I because there's not much invite, to say. I just didn't want to invite criticism because we're such cheerleaders for Everton. For so, so here's long. the thing. We have to own the fact. That we've been touting. Everton. Yeah. And we're not alone. No. Men and Blazers both picked Everton to finish fourth, and it's still October 3rd. You know what? It can still happen. It could still happen. I'll, it hasn't come together for them could, like do, we thought. Do you know what could it is? They're, they are the classic club right now that's dealing with something like eight new guys i think they have an identity crisis every club that buys in mass like this goes through this except for watford 
Had they bought that many guys? I don't know. Yeah, they bought a like lot. It. They did buy a lot. It was like nine guys. But we do have to discuss what, what to make of Everton. So if it weren't for your sworn allegiance to Crystal Palace having the Wasteful Player of the Week award, right. in my opinion, Gilfie Sigurdsson, for the first time ever on this podcast, would no. have won the Wasteful Player of the Week. Twice it back, in front of goal, yeah. he had sitters. He had one good – he had one shot that he should have done – a thousand times better with, and the other one the other was one, a little clumsy it, at his it, feet. It might be a marsh. I just feel like I've never seen him be clumsy before, Brian. Like that, like that was like he had two thing, two shots that if he was playing for Swansea, he would have had two goals. He has a fifty million dollar weight on his shoulders in front of goal, Dave. No, guys, you're forgetting his range is like in the forty five yard. Oh yeah, well, that's true. Bottom line is, Gilfie Sigurdsson, who is a absolutely favorite of this pod, arguably a top. 10 to 15 player in the league, and I might not be giving him enough credit. But his last five matches, he has scored nothing but a two. Two, yeah. two, 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 That's two. Because they have no, speaking of no chance of getting a clean sheet, Everton Football Club. Hey, do you think it's a panic move? Do you, do, do you think it's panic at the end of this match when every single striker is on the field for Everton at the end? Sandro. Coomins. Rooney, Calvert-Lewin, and Nias were all playing at the same time. Panic, maybe, but I would say, I mean, I think it was just the knowledge of knowing that if they don't get something from this match at home, going into the international break, all he's going to hear about for two weeks is his job security at, uh, in doubt, which is exactly what he's hearing now. I, yeah. I'm not so, I mean, I don't think Kuma should worry about job security. Well, tell just, it to the overreactive media. I mean, come on. It's not like he's uh, with Swansea. It's not like he's Bob Bradley at Swansea. Jurgen Klopp was being – his job security was in okay, doubt, well, according okay. to oh, the media. Are these, are these tabloids or are these real things? Are these fake news? I'm not uh, listening I to consider fake it, news. I consider it fake news. Kuman, come on. Klopping is not going anywhere unless Byron calls him up because they did release an- Ancelotti. But listen, well, this is not a Bundesliga podcast. But in seriousness, Kuman doesn't need to worry about anything. He needs to worry about winning some games. And I was going to say, points, he needs to okay? worry about There are some book. things to worry about, but his job security, in my opinion, is not one of them. This sure. is not He's a good next... start. This is not a good start to their easy schedule between weeks 6 and 21 or whatever it is. Their That's next, true. Their next four games, at Brighton, Arsenal, at Leicester, Watford. And the Watford now looks a little bit more formidable, right? But, look, it's not horrible. They got talent. They got to they just put it together. And maybe the international break is great for them. Obviously, you don't want to take this result going into it. You would love to have at least gotten a point out of it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Hey, listen. Scott Ward. Scott Ward for Burnley, Brian. You know his last format. This four is the second are? pod in a row you've tried to name Joel Ward, Scott Ward. Who the hell is Scott Ward? <laughs> Joel I, Ward. I was going to call him Steven. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's Joel Ward. He's good. Man, he's, that guy he's is, leading. He's leading the Burnley defenders. His last four matches: eight, two, eight, twelve. Yep, that's good. Give me those are, those are good numbers. He has been a staple in my defense. Give me some Joel Ward. I mean, he is tied for third overall among yeah. all defenders. He's right up there uh, with Montreal. Also, R.I.P. Uh, Burnley sucking on the road. Yeah, seriously. Um, They've been great this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and. Uh, Tom Heaton, who? Uh, Nick Pope. 
he he's he's a legit Pope, goalkeeper. Pope's Th- been good. There's your foster replacement. And this is a this is a, uh, I know we talked about this before. Holy Nick Pope, what's what's his price? Hand handcuffing your <laughs> handcuffing your goalkeeper strategy would have worked like a charm yep. had you kept uh, Tom Heaton and Nick Pope as your two goalkeepers. This uh, Nick Pope, a 4.5. His price might go up soon. Get Foster out before it drops. Get Pope in there. Give I'm me surprised. some Pope. I'm surprised it's 4.5. Yeah, Back so up am I. I actually expected it to be a 4. It's a 0.4 ownership. 0.4% ownership right now. Keaton does not have a return date scheduled. Yeah, we can talk about that Nicholas at the end, Pope. Though. We can talk about that at the end, though. Fair enough. Hey, last thing on the Everton game. Yeah. Guess what? What? Umar Nias. Yeah. Pod favorite Umar Nias. Uh, yeah. I love that. I mean, come on, Nias in the end. You said that like a couple it's pods the ago. Only That's fantastic. You like, last you name like consists him. Consists of two body parts. It's, you like him, but not for a good reason. Whatever. I still like him. I and you know why I also like him? I like him because he shows up to work. No one knows who he is, and he doesn't even have a locker, and he keeps showing up. Are any of these guys going to do anything? He finally I'm, got a locker. That's great. Is, are any of them going to do anything? I don't know. Everyone, we, we we wanted Calvert Lewin. We got Calvert Lewin. They can't do anything with him. Rooney is benched. Rooney's going to be a, a a strategic start here and there. Do you want to own Rooney? No, no, not currently. I did, but not now. I, I don't know what's happened. I mean, listen, brother Matt's listening to this right now, and he is just gloating because he is he is banged this drum from the beginning when we've been given giving Everton love. He's like, where are their goal is going to come from? And technically, up to this point, he's been right. Okay, but hold on. When they get better, and they will get they better should. than they are right now. They should. But When so, they get better, yeah. who will be putting in, who will be putting up the points? Because now's the time to buy that person. Uh, no, that's, this is really good. This is excellent. I don't know. Maybe Gilfie. I think. Just because if they, it was a sad moment in the match when they said, when, when, uh, whatever, whoever was the who was the who was color? Who was the side commentator? Scott, you always know this. This crazy I shit. didn't watch much football. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Look, it was. I'm I'll just say podcast. it this way: it was said during the match that perhaps Gilfie is not playing in his kind of uh, ideal position. He needs to play more central. I agree. He He's play been playing more. on the wing. He needs to play more more Guys, forward. No, here's the thing. Here's the th- you know where did Gilfie play last year? As a striker. Or no, up front, up basically. Front. Yeah, yeah. For a long stretch of the season, so, he was up front. So, is that so, the so, number nine? Is that is that a yes, nine? Yes, that's yeah. what that. Yeah, the, the, technically, he would probably be referred to as a false nine when he was up front for Swansea. He needs to be playing in the nine or ten position. Why isn't he up there for Everton well, right and, now? And maybe this is something that Kuman fixes on the break. If he put him up there, I'm buying. Guilty. He's our best goal scorer. Well, I'll say this too. I don't know if his price is going to get any lower than it is right now. Oh, geez, no. Well, and, and, it might. And go, I don't might, think it might go down a little bit. I don't think it can get any worse than his bunch of twos performances. He's he's at the floor. He's only eventually going to go up. He's an excellent player. It is. It's a good call, Scott. Who's going to eventually? Like now's the time to buy a player if you're going to do it. I think Calvert Lewin might might get some run too. I, I tell you who it won't be is Sandro because he's a pathetic football player. He's probably a great person. But Look, the defense too was the thing that everyone was wanting to jump on, and it's all the same. Michael Keane played, which was a shocker because of 
because he wasn't his, supposed it, to, was well, he? He was a doubt. So was Phil Jagielka. Keen gets in. Jagielka is, is is not on. Ashley Williams is out there every single time. Leighton Baines is out there every single time, and it's a rotation of Mason Holgate and Cuco Martina. So the the stable three dudes. If Keen's healthy, Williams. Ashley Williams and Leighton Baines, and that's it. Seamus Coleman, where art thou? No, Seriously. He's still he's recovering. I'm telling you, I'm going to be reading the articles. I'm going to be reading the papers leading up to their next match. If Gilfie's going to be playing anywhere forward, you might want to get on that early. Newcastle 1, Liverpool 1. The goals that cancel each other out, Yostelou and Philippe Coutinho. On a scale from Philippe Coutinho returning to Daniel Sturridge's hamstring, how disappointed <laughs> were you in this match? I don't even know how you rate that. Um, I'm going to put that somewhere closer to Daniel Sturge's hamstring. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. Um, you, you, so it would be like uh, uh, an Alberto Moreno missed tackle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's about exactly right. Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. It's getting a little harder to stay calm, but, but this isn't a terrible result. None of the results have been bad. You would like the go, the draw. You haven't had a, a Arsenal four zero loss yet. Correct. Right. Correct. You've had draw. You've had draws that you wish would have been wins, and you've had losses that you wish would have been draws. But you haven't had any terrible results. Really, it's a tale of two international breaks right now. Leading into the first one, they were amazing start of the season. Between the first and the second one, not so great. They lost their shooting boots at some point. I am not. Panicking. I'm certainly not hoping Klopp is out. That's the most ridiculous thing. He is about a year and a half away from turning this thing around on a semi-stable basis. Actually, uh, you lost the city five nothing, didn't you? Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. After Mane was so, sent so, off, so you did have. <laughs> Everyone's losing to City though. That's the thing. You don't go at best. You're hoping to draw that. Sorry to interrupt. I just just picked up. You lose a man, you're gonna lose the match. Man. So I don't count that as like the score line is terrible. But to me, that's losing three points at City is not a terrible result. The um, this is not time for Liverpool fans to panic because here's the other thing. I keep looking at and keeping it into the bigger bigger picture keeping perspective, Liverpool has probably gone through about the worst stretch they're going to go through this year. One can only hope as a Liverpool fan. And if that's the case, once again, now's not the time to sell. Guess who I'm keeping in my lineup? Roberto Firmino. Guess who else I'm keeping in my lineup? Mo Salah. They're staying in my lineup. No the way, chances, man. The chances are are going to be continuing to come in abundance. They're not going to keep missing them all the time. Being sensitive to the latest developments in the U.S. here, most a lot might as well have a machine gun in his hand when he's trying to shoot. I mean, he has no idea. That guy has the touch of a, of a blacksmith, if I've ever seen one. I was going to say, I, I thought that you had discovered that Salah in Egyptian means first touch of a <laughs> rabid camel. And yet, and yet, Dave, here's the thing. He has played all seven matches so far. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And in four of those seven matches, seven or more, three double-digit matches out of the seven so far this season. That is good. Yeah, and I think that might be his best stretch of the year. In fact, I might put me on record. Are you serious right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Are you Are you serious? Yep. You think Salah's he's peaked? 
Uh, I, I don't think that uh, what he has four goals in seven games. I don't think he has four goals in seven games in, in another seven-game stretch the rest of the season. I'm, I'm not saying that he can't. What's on my face right now, Brian? I, I can't A say surprised that, look. Listen, that's great. I, listen, I've been on this. I've been surprised at how well he's done, okay? But let me tell you, the last three weeks is the Muhammad Salah that that Chelsea said, hey, see ya, buddy, the, we don't that, need The you. last how many weeks? The last few weeks. 10-7-2? Yeah. That stretch, that's that's the that's yep. the that's the Salah that they that yep. Chelsea sent away. What? Ten seven and two. Yeah, more than six points per match over the last three. I'm uh, hey, uh, listen. Just because he bungled in a couple goals. Hold on, Dave. He, is he going to get the same, more or less chances to score moving forward with that Liverpool offense? I know how dumb this sounds. Answer the question. It might be okay, even if it if it's any of those answers, it's the. It's the chances. It doesn't matter how many chances he gets. He's not good in front of goal. The man's got four goals yep. in seven matches yep. in the midfield. Yep. I I know how dumb this sounds. Okay, good. That's fair. Yep. And you can mock me and mock me and mock me. And I will say, hey, I was wrong. But I'm telling you what, that guy. Why don't you say it now and take back everything you've been just saying? I'm, what, what I'm saying is I think what you've seen from him is the best you'll see from him all season. Okay. I think that... The form he had in, in the first three games, I think will be the... the that's the best you're going to see. I think you're crazy. That's I fair. think that he has missed a lot of chances. He could have double the goals right now. He could have eight goals. Yeah. That's why, that's why I say I don't think it matters how many chances he has. And yet, because of all those chances... He's third in midfielder scoring. Yeah, I want he top he, ten overall. He will not find my my fantasy lineup. You're crazy. That's you're funny. absolutely crazy. Um, what else do we want to talk the about? The ownership of Sadio Mane is a bit disgraceful. I know he was suspended, and I know you. I, I I'm a little surprised it didn't jump up going into this match. I feel like the expectation would be, uh, you get a, at least Newcastle, and you'd hope that they would have done better than score one goal. Uh, you don't like him against Manchester United. I don't know what guy is going to do anything against. I don't, I don't know what really to expect from that. It doesn't seem like there's going to be much happening in that one. But uh, Spurs, I mean, he shredded Spurs the last time they played. Uh, and then after that, Liverpool's schedule starts to get uh, nice and green. So yeah, that's true. to me, the ownership might be the deciding factor for me over those guys. Coutinho, I mean, everyone's flocking to Coutinho right oh, he's now. He's looked amazing. He has looked amazing. Uh, now, that's the guy I would own. Look, seriously, if I'm going to pick a Liverpool player, do I want Salat 9.2, who's got the touch of a blacksmith, or I want Philippe Coutinho, who isn't even probably at, at full strength yet? I don't think he's freaking amazing. Has he gotten up to 9 yet? Is no, he's he still, still 8.9. That's yeah. not going to last long. No, it's not going to last long at all. Get that guy in your lineup. And I ASAP. can't imagine that Mane is not going to go back up to at least where he was before. Current ownership percentages are, and this is why Mane stayed low, I think. Salah's at 34. That's a lot. Mane's at 11. That's ridiculous because everyone's low. staying with Salah. They're the same price, just about, and so everyone's staying with Mo Salah. And then Coutinho's at eight and a half. Eight, but and, I, and I would, I could argue, I would rather have Coutinho or Mane before Salah. And I think you would too, Scott. Uh, no, because right really? now, the, uh, right now the form is with Coutinho. Yeah, but I mean, Salah's chances are not going away. 
They're not going away. And it and the more he missed, the more he missed the last match. Guess what? The more he's going to make it's in, in his match. head, man. He's a head case. Now he looks bewildered. That's his. That's that's his normal. That's his Egyptian normal look. look. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, those guys are unsuccessful in it, life. You know, when the was the last time someone was successful and ran around looking bewildered? Uh, the panic <laughs> is the panic is real. The panic is real on Firmino for ownership. Yeah, I own him. I don't know what to do, man. It is. It is a. It is a rush. Scott, away. what should I do? I've been. It was. I, it I've was already. It was already a rush away from him going into this week. A straight swap for Mino to Vardy, who Vardy obviously did not return I anything. I know, Scott. What but, should I do? I but mean, anyone who sold him, I'm sure, going as soon as they saw the starting lineup, probably threw their hands up and said, "Hallelujah! Yeah. I did the right thing." Yeah. He subs on at the very, very end. I cannot imagine that that's, if you that's own the worst. I that, can't. I can't imagine me. if you own Roberto Firmino going into this week that it was nothing but just absolute. It's pure sadness. The closest thing to pure sadness that you could see. That's exactly what I felt. Because there is no way you you would have looked at that and said, oh, yeah, he's going to start on the bench and come on for 11 minutes. Or yeah, guess what? Aaron Cresswell's clean sheet was waiting to come into my squad. Oh, it got you too, didn't it? And then Firmino comes in for 16 minutes and oh, destroys man. Oh, man. Seriously, Scott, you always tell me to be – and I've done good at listening to you. Uh-huh. What, do I do, what do I do with Firmino? Um. Here's, I, I here's expected the, here's the, like here's a the, breakout game here. I expected a goal game or here's something. Here's the only reason why I'm hesitating to answer, and I own him too. Yeah. Here's the only reason why I hesitate. Klopp mentioned that now's the time to take the uh, take the reins off of Daniel Sturridge, meaning he's ready to give him a run of play. As long as he's healthy, he's ready to let him go. Now is his time. That's not hopeful for Roberto Firmino because you already have a midfield with Mane, Coutinho, How do, how do you feel about that as a Liverpool fan? You can't feel great about that. Uh, no, uh, this last version of last week's version of Daniel Sturridge, I don't. That's a, that's I a, still that's look the version high... we've seen for the last year. No, I disagree. He when he plays, when he plays three or four matches in a row, we'll be talking about a different Daniel Sturridge. On the fourth match, he gets hurt. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, how many more muscles does he have left? <laughs> I mean, because however on, many muscles he has left might be how many games he get, that he gets to to play. Did over he get Firmino. called up for England? Because he always gets called up for England the moment he's healthy for Liverpool. I hope not. And then he comes back with an injury. <laughs> come on, you playing Sturridge or Harris Kane and Vardy? I mean, come on. Anyways, like that's if if you can if you have the if you have the money to go from Firmino to Vardy. Or no, it's the same. Yeah, sure. It is the same you're right, you're right, for Vardy. Right. If you have the money to go from Firmino to Jesus, Lacazette, and maybe yeah, would you do that? Would you go from Firmino to Lacazette if you had the extra money? It's almost a two dollar difference, man. Yes, that's what I mean. It's not easy to get that kind of money. Yeah. To me, that's that might be the only way. Is if if it's a matter of I can go, I have the I have the bank. I can go from Firmino to one of the ten dollar guys. Murata's so gonna Murata's really gonna drop. Weird. It's I'll, really Murata's gonna drop back at least a tenth or two in the amount of time that he's out. Here, here's the weird thing in the Premier League right now is there's no nine billion dollar strikers. You're either eight point five, or you're then ten point four or ten point five. There's nothing in between. Yeah, because that because that top gap. Those guys distanced themselves instantly this season. 
instantly. Yeah. Firmino looked like the guy that could join them up there. Yeah, but and like, it faded quick. It, but it looks like there's not even guys who even started at that price. I mean, because they couldn't have dropped that much. It's just a weird thing, man. There's there's no one in between. You either, I mean, heck, in this case, you might as well drop down and and own. Um, I don't know, man. You know what? It goes back to what Scott said earlier. Would you rather own Rashford or Firmino? Sort of. Yeah, you might have to go down that far. That's what I mean. So I mean, Vardy could, seems to be the Vardy injury thing. This I, past I like, week I like was, a straight swap for Vardy. Vardy's not going anywhere if he's healthy. He's not that he will not leave the field. So that I mean, to me, that's I know that's the thought for anyone that was swapping Firmino to Vardy. Is is now now it's the it's the newly acquired risk of not playing a significant amount of minutes yeah. not just not not yeah. just coming on and playing 61 or 65 or right. something like that right. it's now might not start could be a, a 20 or or fewer minute sub yeah it makes me nervous man i don't know what to do about it just want to say that uh, i've been spending a couple minutes looking up england's world cup qualifying squad this coming weekend enlighten daniel, me daniel sturridge is in it that's so dumb you're right, Scott. You're dead on, though. Every time he's healthy, he gets called up. Gareth Southgate. I just don't think he's worth it. Anyways, let's, come on. This is not an England I wish Andrew team podcast. Robertson. I wish Andy Robertson got to start for Liverpool. Yeah. I wish yeah. he was like the, just the, the guy, but he's not. All right, Rafa Benitez doesn't lose to Liverpool. Never has. Newcastle hung in there. Let's give them a little credit. Little, just a little, right? All right. Who are you giving credit to here? Newcastle played a type of uh, – like they didn't pack it in. They did not pack it in, and they tried to attack when they could and, the, and or keep possession. I just felt like they played, for the most part, a fairly balanced game. They had some scoring opportunities. They had uh, eight shots, five on goal. And, and a chance to win late. Yeah, they did. I'm just saying they didn't play necessarily scared of a Liverpool offense. Uh, LaSalle's continues to make big plays in defense. And I just DeAndre think, Yedlin is still really, really, really fast. DeAndre Yedlin's awesome. That guy, he's, he makes me proud to be an American. So I'm just saying. LaSalle, hey, to, to serious comment, though, LaSalle's is real. He is real. He is for real. LaSalle's is real. And listen, Brian, tell me about Mbemba. I own Mbemba. It's I just was kind of on him early. And you noticed something this past. I think everyone needs to hear that. Yeah, it's just it was that, it was a shock to us that he, he wasn't playing. Mbemba's ownership is way, way up. Mbemba might still end up going up in price because so many people have bought him because he had been a consistent starter at $4. Is one of the few guys at $4 who was actually playing. He, right. He, he was rested uh, after the international break. And then this week, for whatever reason, despite the fact that almost any paper that you would have looked at would have had him as a projected starter, didn't even make the bench this week. He had, he had to have had something going on in his personal life. He's not listed as injured. The issue is that it was it was said of Mbemba going into the week that his versatility is a strength for Rafa Benitez, that he could be used not just as a defender. Maybe as a midfielder that, or something. Right, that there is value to him because of his versatility as a player. So I, I thought every, I mean, everything looks like it would be uh, uh, positive for him coming into this week and then uh, inexplicably not even in the 
squad to face Liverpool. The in the Brighton game, uh, I remember watching that game. He was very attacking coming down that left side. Stoke two, Southampton one. Joof and Crouch scoring for the Potters. Maya Yoshida looking like Okazaki up front for Southampton. Stoke is going to be tough at home. I think we can all agree on that, right? For the rest of the season. Sure. Tough enough. It just seemed like the score sheet was circa three years ago. Right? I mean, Joof, Joof, the Joof is on fire. Yep. And Peter Crouch. And Peter Crouch, yep. who's like and Shakiri ageless. with an assist. Yeah. And Shupo Moting with an assist. Good job for anyone who bought in on Shupo Moting. Saido Barahino should have been added to that list, but he missed his PK opportunity. Um, Maya Yoshida continues uh, to be Southampton's best player. The best move I could have done to, for anyone out there that owns Maya Yoshida is me selling him this past week. <laughs> it released the shackles, and he instantly scored. There's you nothing more that. frustrating. Dave, you say that, but five of the seven matches so far this season have been five-plus. So he's been playing well all year. Maya I'm not really Yoshida sure why you is, sold him. He's not just their best defender. He's their best offensive threat. <laughs> he's had better chances to score than almost any one of their forwards. Maya Yoshida is I don't I don't know how he does not just stay in the lineup. Forget let Virgil do whatever Virgil wants to do. Virgil was in this weekend. Yes, he was. It was the good and the bad with Virgil van Dyke. Uh he had a decent match, but he also uh committed the foul that led to Barahino's missed penalty. Yoshida has sat once. He's He was out of the roster one time. Yeah, so let me make it even worse for Dave. Five of the six matches that Yoshida has played, yeah. five or more points, a couple of eights in there. Why are you selling Maya Yoshida? Maya well, Yoshida. I needed I needed money, Scott. No, you didn't. Not I needed to bad. make some money. There's Maya other Yoshida, places to make money. Maya Yoshida... Uh, as long as he continues to play, which it doesn't, which why would you not play your best player? Right, because you rotate. He's because you're Mauricio Pellegrino, and you don't know what you're doing in the Premier League. He's better than Cedric. He's better than Ryan Bertrand. Yes, and as long as those doofuses are not going to also, <laughs> if, as long as they're going to keep West Broming this beginning of the oh, season, yes. then at least give me the guy that has a chance to score a goal. Yes, Maya true. Yoshida. That's true. Whatever, right. man. It's stupid. Yoshida and Cedric are the same price right now. I know they are. Do I sell Cedric for Yoshida? I, wouldn't you rather? Brian, guaranteed this is he's shocking. Higher, guaranteed he's, he has more total points for the season shocking. Than, than Cedric does. He absolutely does. Ownership. Yeah. A lot more. 12 more. Ownership of Yoshida. Not even 3%. 2.9. That's crazy. 2.9. That's going to go Yoshida, up scored. Maya Yoshida and Jack Stevens saved so many fantasy Premier League lineups at the end of the season last season. Jack sure. Stevens, uh, not surprisingly, is the casualty in central defense with Wesley with Hoot and, oh, yeah. and, and Virgil. Virgil Van Dyke back Why in contention. Why couldn't they have let Virgil go? They I don't had know. the depth to let him go. I don't know. I agree. They could have made a, a pretty penny, too. I know he Liverpool was he can't willing still, to show it out. He can't still like to be there. No, of course not. He still has to be just... It was principle. Just, it was yeah. a matter of principle. And it's it's annoying watching Liverpool's defense. <laughs> That's why it's annoying. Hey, Shakiri's not playing bad. I know that he's a... Come he on. Is an Dave, Dave he's, say it. Dave, say it. Predict an injury. Shaqiri, it worked with Aguero. 
I get that Shakiri is a, is one is one exploding hamstring away from not seeing the field Come, again for, right, for eight weeks, but Shakiri's been playing pretty good, and I don't hate the idea of owning Shupo Moting. I think that's not. I think that's a good buy, especially if you still, for whatever reason, have Hesse, who did not play, by the way, in this match for what was only described as personal issue. I will say this. That's not going to be in the injury protocol. That's a teaser for our... I was blown away. I was blown away at the fact that Shakiri he got injured in the second game in the Arsenal game, came off, but he played the next week. Shakiri has actually played in every single game, all seven games this season. Yeah. Probably a record in his career. All this can only mean that he is (laughs) destined to blow a hamstring next match. Stay away from Zerden... Did I say that right, Brian? Shakiri. Especially because he doesn't played matter. 90 minutes in five of those matches, 86 yeah. in a sixth. I, listen, he is a – obviously, his talent has never been questioned. It's just the fact that his legs are so compact and tight that at any moment when they're moving so fast that they might explode. Maybe he's eating better. Is, is Dave predicting an injury or announcing his crush? I can't really tell. I don't know. Uh, at 5.9, though, as a midfielder, his 25 points are pretty decent. Yeah. But you're right. Shupa Moting, 5.6, cheaper, more points. Just saying. Fair enough. I think Shupa Moting's a good purchase. West Ham 1, Swansea 0. Diafra Sako saves Slavin Bilic. That's how we feel, huh? (sighs) Tell us about that Cresswell move. Aaron Cresswell is good. I I don't know how else to say it, and I (laughs) am the dumbest of all for not just buying him yeah but because of matchups i couldn't get him into my defense i i i've had three defenders i put cresswell and jones as my defenders on my bench honestly you know what it was is i have you you picked your two best defenders this week on the bench well phil jones was supposed to be out that's okay i'll I'll give you that and then i have kyle naughton as well and i literally had to choose between swansea or cresswell and I have Tammy Abraham as a third striker right now because I've got some premium in the midfield. And But wouldn't you go with the home team if you're picking between Naughton and yes, Cresswell? But you but don't I like wanted, West Ham at home. I wanted to go with West Ham at home, and I wanted to go with Abraham as a third forward this week because West Ham has not been good. Let's be, let's be honest about that. And so if I'm going to play Abraham, why would I play a defender going against Tammy Abraham? So in my mind, it just made sense right, to go sure, with Kyle Naughton. I get that. Now, obviously, I lost on that one. And, uh, and then I lost again when Firmino came in for 16 minutes. Brutal. Thank you, Jurgen Klopp. Brutal. Uh, Swansea's week, not good, but there's still players who are attractive in fantasy. It's kind it, of funny. It is yeah, weird. I agree. Very uh, weird. Uh, Chicharito, it was his week to uh, rest early. Uh, 77 minutes for Chicharito. Andy Carroll plays the full match. And looked decent. Andy Carroll's looked good since he got all that rest. And and good for him that he's going to do that until he gets hurt again. It's but true. I mean, he's not for, scoring points though. No, he's not. Uh, he's losing points because he got a yellow card uh, in this match. As I well know, I own him. <laughs> oh no! In the in draft. the draft league, uh, that's how bad that my strikers are in the draft league. Is that it is Andy Carroll as my <laughs> third selection. <striker. laughs> uh, but hey. it was with the hope that again playing at home and that. Uh, because he might actually be able to do something at some point. I think you need to drop Carroll and pick up Peter Crouch, man. Peter Crouch <laughs> somehow keeps 
keeps daddy long-legging goals in. I don't understand it. Perfect. Hey. Whatever, man. Listen. Aaron Cresswell. Just say Aaron Cresswell and leave it alone. You don't want Jose Font. You don't I, I, want I want, him. I want to bring this up. I think it's worth bringing up. You don't want him. You're right. Cresswell is awesome. We know this. Jose Font, last four games. This This shocked me. Completely shocking me right here. Jose Font, last four games. 10, 6, 4, 8. That's really good. Yeah, but Dave, you, you're not Three telling. The, you're not telling the whole story. You're not counting on Font to score goals. Huddersfield, West Brom, Spurs assist, Swansea. So it gets no easier than that. His points are only going to go down after this last stretch of matches. Uh, Quite right, honestly, we right. probably should have said something about this four all weeks right, ago. Let's let's go over his next three matches. Okay, at Burnley. Not good. Brighton home. Yeah. At Crystal Palace. Next three games are great. Uh, the next one's not great. Burnley are going to score. Burnley's not lighting up the scoreboard. They might get one. Well, I mean, if they give up, if Font gives up a goal and Burnley doesn't give up anything. Hey, he's been 10, getting, getting 10 6, two. and 8. He's been getting something. And the four, he had, he had an assist. I'm just, look, I'm not saying go grab him, but. Look, two of the last well, four why games. Were, why were you bringing him up then? He had an assist. Seemed, I think it's worth bringing up at a 4.9. It's worth you know, bringing up. What we know is true as far as scoring goes <clears throat> is that whenever the scoring is really low or clean sheets are involved, the odds are really good that goalkeepers and especially the bigger defenders, the guys that are having headed clearances, the guys that are making the blocks, the guys that are in the central defense, those are the players that end up getting all the bonus points whenever there's no score. So, I'm not surprised if you're going to get if you're going to get a clean sheet out of any team, odds are really good that it's going to be the those big giant dudes, the Federico the Federico Fernandezes, right. the the Harry Maguires, right. guys like that. Right now, I can go from Hagazi to Font straight up. Who would you rather have? I would rather have Font cuz I hate Hagazi. <laughs> You, I would I would say Font too for the reasons we said not to own Hagazi at this point, but that does not mean everyone should be. But I would want to find Jose I would want to find someone else. Yeah, right, exactly. fair enough. Agreed. I would want to get Cresswell because I like Aaron Cresswell. Bournemouth nil, Leicester nil. The the only highlight in the long form extended highlight show that was shown from this match was the penalty that wasn't for Danny Simpson's handball in the penalty area. We could argue over whether or not it was a handball, but at this point I don't even have the ambition to do so. But I do want to attribute my manager quote of the week to Eddie Howe this week, if I may. Mostly because he taught me something about English jargon. Mm. I'm never going to sound more American than I'm about to now. Sure. Admitting that Eddie Howe taught me something about English Vocabulary. I love English vocabulary. It's so much better than ours. I mean, you know, we've discussed lots of different it's, phrases on the show it's before. It's a lot of ours. <laughs> Done and but, dusted. Sure. Corridor of uncertainty. Yes, awesome. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different you know phrases. We talked about uh, chuffed mm. late last year. I think. Oh yeah. Was it? Some, hey, somebody. Zeb was chuffed when he made his chuffed. debut. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a new one for me. Came courtesy of Eddie Howe, manager quote of the week. Here we go. It's clear-cut in reference to the handball. Okay. It's clear-cut. 
If the referee didn't see it, he can't give it. But it is a Stonewaller. Mm. Which the BBC was uh, kind enough to put in brackets after that definite penalty. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, apparently Stonewaller means definite penalty. And now my American moment is over. Whatever Bournemouth... Bournemouth? <laughs> Bournemouth? Burn, burning mouth. Nope. Whatever Bournemouth did uh, defensively in this match was good. Jamie Vardy had exactly two touches in the penalty area wow. of any kind. Excellent and he had one there, shot from out. Only one shot was from outside the penalty area. Um, Nathan Ake was really good. I think Ake finished with all three bonus points in this one. Uh, I want to say that he and Schmeichel and Fuchs all finished with three bonus points. All right. So. I was going to bring that up. You know who's 4.9, Brian? Christian Fuchs. Yep. Who, He's who, just back. Who has always Who has always been one of those guys that you want to like because he takes free kicks. And yet, Lester stink defensively and have for a while now. Fuchs, so, and, Fuchs and Ake are about identical right now. A bunch of poor results and then... They each scored nine this past week. Both are four point nine in price. Yeah, yeah, but I like Leicester's schedule: West Brom at Swansea, Everton at Stoke. Next four matches. Give me some of that. Give, give me some Christian Fuchs, Hagazi for Fuchs. I can feel it, Brian. This was a perfect also example of a match where Jamie Vardy has was dealing with so supposedly a hip injury that could have potentially kept him out or limited him in this match. And of course, just like you would have expected for a guy who has a hip injury, he played 90 minutes. So yes, wonderful, that's... wonderful. Love having that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's excellent. And uh, maybe there's something to it though, because he was not called up for England this okay. this upcoming weekend. If people haven't been able to figure it out by now, then they're ridiculous. Shame on them. Because the segment that we've been building up toward all episode, yeah, is the return of. The injury roundup. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Um, this is an important one because going into the international break, boy, there sure are a lot of folks injured. Mm. Uh, and it's a good segue too because we can go straight to Bournemouth. I just want to be able to say, that Callum Wilson is nearing a return. Ooh. Callum Wilson, as you <laughs> might remember, has destroyed multiple knee ligaments in the past two years really sad i'm not i don't want to make light of it at all because it's disappointing how many ligaments does he have left he has probably the normal amount of ligaments but they're they're surgically repaired more than one of them you know my dad hard. ended up like both his knees locked up on him and he ended up having to have surgery on both yeah and for the rest of his life Every time he'd walk, you'd hear little clicks in his knees because there's no cartilage. The bones would just click together when he walked. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be where Callum Wilson's at just about. Callum Wilson is back in training, and he will play for Bournemouth in the Premier League Cup tomorrow. No He will way. get minutes. Oh, yeah. wow. But Edward Howe says no first-team contention yet. He still has a ways to go. Which team do you think is worth is worth talking about? Let's talk about the most important guys. How about how about we can do it that way? Dave, we can go with we can go with Morata. I feel like that's the big 
That's the biggest one, other yeah. than Sergio Aguero. Because Murata was so unexpected to go out in the mid. It, it, it's so early in the match after so many people brought him in. Just about anyone you find is going to say the official diagnosis on Murata's hamstring is a grade two myofascial injury. Mm, so it's a grade it sounds... two hamstring. It's a slight tear. It's not great. That was according to Spain's doctors, the Spanish team doctors. Mm. If you want a recovery range, you can find anything from two to eight weeks, six to eight weeks, four to eight weeks. Uh, the claim that the majority recover within four to six weeks. But there's still no official timetable for his return. BBC reported he did post and then delete a picture on Instagram saying that he was targeting October 14th to return against Palace. Dun, dun, dun. A month seems at the safest bet so you'd expect a month i i wouldn't i can't imagine that one with their depth issue that they're going to just rush him back as soon as he says he feels okay um i don't know you're not counting on batshuayi they're not counting on batshuayi they've got more midfielders than probably that, that can fill the role better anyway but i just don't know i just can't think that i can't imagine that you're going to see him any sooner than the end of October. Mm-hmm. So, sucks for everyone that bought him, rushed to buy him, especially in the past week. Dave, you want to talk about Arsenal? Danny yeah. Welbeck's groin, Koscielny's Achilles injury, Ozil's yeah. knee inflammation. Uh, I hope Ozil stays inflamed. Uh, tell me about Koscielny. All three dudes confirmed by Arsene Wenger to be staying with Arsenal over, Arsenal over the international break to deal with their respective injuries. Okay. Uh, Koscielny's is just described as ongoing. I think we knew Danny Welbeck was going to be out with a groin yep, injury at least I until agree. now. Yep. Ozil, man, they look like they're flying without him. They don't need him. They sure are. Hey, do you care about uh, Francis Coquelin? Uh, not really. Just a long-term hamstring Yeah, I like injury. him. He's good, good. He's out at least until after good this Good cup break. guy at this we'll point. We'll see. Uh, Tom Heaton, update on the shoulder injury is that it's a straightforward injury in terms of what it is, says Sean Dyche. <laughs> Just allowing it time to calm down, which equals no turn timetable, which means still at least three months until you're Holy smokes, it. really? Yep. Give me some Nick Pope. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Um, Crystal Palace, I know we said it. I mean, they're an absolute, it's a, it's a minefield they disaster. They are a dumpster fire. Zaha got everybody's hopes up about a week ago because he posted a training video only to find out from Roy Hodgson this week he's probably still going to be out for the Chelsea match after the break. Uh, so they're, they're definitely not going to rush him back. They need him back as fast as possible. It's just probably not going to happen. Um, Christian Benteke, it's a medial ligament that he injured. Six weeks. I thought this was amazing too. Former Palace chairman Simon Jordan uh, was quoted in one of the uh, London papers saying he hasn't played... Uh, all season, really, has he? I'm not sure how much of a miss he's going to be. <laughs> Benteke on paper is one of those names you say, this is a top player, a player with technical ability. Well, watching him this season, he's a player that's hiding. <laughs> now, Simon Jordan, I don't oh know. He, he looks like a bit of a jerk, but oh uh, either Kinda way. sounds like one, too. But that's not far off. Uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, quad strain, not eligible to play against Chelsea anyway whenever they play. True. Good, good. Get an extra week of rest. 
Uh, and then your favorite thing, we talked about it, Scott Dan with Some Kind of Knock. Picked up on Friday, September 29th, which of course you know is one day before the match versus United on Saturday. Amazing. Hey, Everton's got their things too. Yannick Bellassi. Yannick Bellassi is back in light training. Ooh. Ronald Koeman, though, says... Well, not though. Ronald Koeman says he's confident Bellassi will be back before the end of the calendar year, saying last week he's three, four, five weeks until he's ready for first-team training. I like that guy. I hope, hope he comes back good. Uh, can't hurt them. Cannot hurt them. That's fact. Uh, and then last week was a really annoying for anyone who had Michael Keane, and then... I don't know how many people on Jagielka. Jagielka's hamstring, he was uh, uh, did not pass a late fitness test. Obviously not ready to play against Burnley. Michael Keane was also a uh, late fitness test against for, for the Burnley match with his ankle injury. But not enough for him to not play. Mm. Uh, he was a doubt mm. prior, and he still got in. Played the, entire, played the entire match, too. You care about Steve Mounier? Uh, okay. <laughs> Liverpool. Nathaniel Klein, uh, his lower back injury. Klopp says he has made real steps, and it's really cool. Oh, yeah. That Adam Lallana's thigh. First outdoor training session for Adam happened this last week, according to the Liverpool Echo. And his post on Instagram, Scott. That's always a You know that you learn... I mean, isn't it, doesn't it say a lot about the injury protocol or injury anything with injuries that you learn as much or more about player injuries on Instagram than you do from any manager? Seriously. It's so amazing. So annoying. Uh, people liked Klopp's comments about Lalana prior to the Newcastle match because uh, he said he has no problems anymore. We just have to wait until the tendon is a tendon again. If you want. You cannot rush this. No setbacks. Everything is fine. All right. I have to ask the obvious question. Huh. What is it now? I, I believe it never stopped being a tendon. <laughs> well, and he needs it to be a tendon again. Just let it go. Keep it rolling. All right. Uh, Manchester City. Uh, Vincent Company was sent back home from Belgium's uh, team deemed unfit for their, uh, for their qualifying matches over the international break. But... Everyone keeps saying he's close to full fitness. I'm using air quotes. I'm using four fingers to make air quotes on both hands because who knows when that will be? I'm who truly, knows when that guy's coming back? I'm truly fascinated at uh, the differences between team doctors and country doctors. The battle there is fascinating. Manchester United, we know for sure Paul Pogba's hamstring injury is long-term. Could still be as many as six weeks Gigs. for Paul Pogba. He is, he again, another guy who posted a training video on Instagram. So uh, at least you know he's doing something. Um, Phil Jones. Phil Jones, some kind of knock. Should be precautionary that he was withdrawn from England's international features this break. Should be precautionary. <laughs> Should be. The only things I can think of to say right now would require the double squeaky toy from yep. Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um. Lukaku's was the biggest of the guys that we were unexpected and that there was something about it prior to the match. Romelu Lukaku, uh, it was reported just prior to the match against Palace by Rob Dawson. from oh, He's an ESPN FC correspondent. Okay. It was just prior to the match that he had picked up a knock and was a doubt to play. 
he was going to have to go through a fitness test and it wasn't he wasn't going to be out but he was it was doubtful that he could get on the field and of course Romelu played 90 minutes uh he did go for scans afterward no significant issue with what he's got but he's still he's it's just individual recovery he is going to be with Belgium it'll be interesting to see what happens to him on Saturday and or next week whenever Belgium play there meaningless but uh but still need to be played World Cup qualifiers. Um, and Marouane Fellaini also. He had an ankle injury, but he's still with Belgium. Uh, Matt Ritchie was withdrawn from Scotland's upcoming qualifier versus Slovakia, but that was a Newcastle-initiated request. Oh, yeah. So, precautionary. Sucks for Scotland because they have a chance to make the World Cup. <laughs> I week. know. Yeah, and that's what it, it was. A just, it's a do-or-die match for them, and Matt Ritchie is not playing in it. So, I feel bad for the Scots. Do do what you want with that information. And yet Newcastle pays him, so uh, I'm okay with it. My no, favorite thing, I, I think, understand. Scott, and this is for you. And I know we could we could probably end it on this because there's a bunch there's a, other minor players that are around. But I feel like all you really need to know about injuries. It, it, it came from the Stoke Sentinel this past week. Um, the headline was Stoke City boss coy on injuries ahead of Southampton clash. Mark Hughes didn't want to really talk about what the injuries were. <laughs> he didn't either want to reveal what was actually going on with them, or he just didn't really know what to make of them. What do you make of Ryan Shawcross's back injury that hopefully will bring him back to the team bef- after the international break? That Hesse missed the match for personal reasons, or as the Daily Mail said, compassionate leave? <laughs> compassionate leave? We don't. No, anything. Mm. Uh, maybe last, I guess, was that Danny Rose could make his uh, he could make his oh. first appearance in forever whenever um, Spurs play Real Madrid on the seventeenth of October. It'd be an interesting game to just come back off injury and start. Especially I if you get production, would, I can't imagine that he would. He's going to jump but, right in. I mean, in front hey, of if he's if he's fit, why not? He's they good. Might do it. There's no doubt when he's when he's fit, he's good. Anyway. That's your. That really is. That's your injury round. Well done, Brian. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, Scott. Is it, we we got to the end of the pod. We did. Uh, tomorrow, some point tomorrow, I'm going to start posting a, a guide to the international break. Yeah. This weekend. Okay. Good. There's a lot of matches that are going to go on, but there's just a, there's just about. 20 to 25 that you really should pay attention to because they'll have an, a specific and an exact impact on the World Cup. And those are the matches I go, I look towards. Like there's going to be other matches where some clubs might, or clubs, countries might clinch a spot in the World Cup. But if they're not playing a good opponent, I'm just going to assume that's going to happen. I'm looking for the matches where both both countries are playing for something against yeah. each other. Yeah. And I'm going to focus on those, your guide to the international break, coming to our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. Awesome. All right, well, listen, that brings us to the end of the pod. Don't forget to rate us. Give us a good rating. Give us some thumbs up. Give us five stars. Heck, rate us bad. I don't care, but rate us. That would be helpful. You really want a bad rating? No, I don't. I only want good ratings. Let's okay. just be honest. The 17 times I rated us, I gave us only good ratings. That's right. That's great. Rate That's me. Help. Rate us as many times as you can. Got to be careful with those consonants there. Anyways, hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, until next time.